0: <laughs> Who do you belong to? Excuse me, sir. You're standing on my sleeve.
1: I might point out you're lying under my bench.
0: Uh, do you mind just playing with your dog?
1: No, go on. I'm so sorry, my boy's bothering you. Jay and Barry, pleased to meet you. Jay and Barry, the author. He was looking for the inspiration he had lost. Your play this evening. I think I can do better. They were longing for the family they once had.
0: He died, her husband. He left her with four boys. What began as a chance encounter. Perhaps we'll see you here tomorrow then. Will forever change their lives.
1: James, may I take your hat? <laughs> you are not my father.
2: Everybody, this is Sharon Smith, the SPC VP, and I got here. I Am Big Poetry Podcast presents real poetry. I'm here once again with my co hosts, Popcorn Snatchers, and all around favorites, Marvin and Auntie Vice. Say what up. What up? What up? (laughs) And today we are going to talk about the 2004. um, Biopic film, Finding Neverland. This film here stars not only Johnny Depp. Yes, that Johnny Depp that was in court. Yes, him. We're talking about his butt. Um, Kate Winslet, Dustin Hoffman, and Freddie Highmore. If you don't know who Freddie Highmore is, Freddie Highmore. If you've seen the movie "The Good," if you've seen the TV show "The Good Doctor," when he plays an autistic, brilliant doctor, that's him. Yeah, that's that kid. Yeah, he's also played. He also played in on um, Charlie Chocolate Factory" with um, Johnny Depp as Charlie. So that's that's that character. But this movie was directed by Mark Walt. Mark Forster, uh, the gentleman, has done. Um, Mark Forster has done not only this movie; he's done Monsters Ball, Kite, Kite Runner, uh, on World, uh, World War Z, and another biopic, Christopher Robinson. Christopher Robbins, he did that one, and also the upcoming Thomas and Friends film. This movie here, budgeted twenty-five mil, but the box office got. One hundred and sixteen point eight million, not bad. This, the book that was that this book was this movie was screenplayed by was called The Man Who Was Peter Pan. The whole piece of this movie is the plot line is playwright Jim or James W. Um Barry, a Scottish playwright, um having been having a dismal a dismal month. Of making his um, playwrights, and he gets inspired by this um, family of uh, a widow and her four boys, and have a good old summertime, which inspires him to make the screenplay, Peter Pan. Thoughts,
1: Marvin? I think there was something whimsical about this in a really weird way okay i'm just saying i felt like if this was done in a modern times or something similar like this happened a lot of people will be questioning them the guy's motives i can see your point but in the end i thought this there was something very charming about this movie and this definitely captured peak johnny depp and his time when everybody was Still going through this, Johnny Depp is such a weird indie darling. Especially that scene where they kept, where he and Peter and the rest of the boys are playing for the first time and they're playing cowboys and Indians. And he goes, you'll never catch me. He goes, fly away, Peter, fly away. See the Indian and it was like, yeah, this definitely captured Johnny Depp at his most charming during that era post Jack Sparrow for the first time. But overall I think this wasn't the worst movie, but I think it's also a very formulaic movie at the same time.
2: This was actually like after his Johnny Depp um, Jack Sparrow moment. Uh, what about you, Auntie It
0: It's okay. It's um, <laughs> slow, slow, mm-hmm. slow, slow. And I mean, I can appreciate what they're trying to do—is show how, for some writers, you know, what happens in their their daily life—it gets accentuated in the fantasy world and feeds into that and i got the point of that um and i appreciated seeing johnny depp without um eyeliner uh (laughs) because i mean for the last 10 years he's been playing jack sparrow it doesn't matter what movie right um and he used to have range right he used to be an actor with range but now he's there with keanu reeves where they play the same character in every movie um so yeah um I just I didn't get real drawn in. I did find it slow. It the lighting was interesting. They did a very nineteen fifties movie style lighting, which was weird, um, but kind of worked for this. And um then they had the children of the corn. Those three boys like <laughs> dressed together when they're all dressed the same. That was straight up giving me children of the corn vibes, which at least gave me something to laugh at in this this film.
2: That's funny. So uh like I said before. So it's funny. Um this movie was before was after the first Jack Sparrow um um Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl in 2003
0: but before he made it his personality. Before yeah, before he made
2: and technically he he was this is one year before the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out. So he was he was doing a lot of European movies and this was one of them that kind of followed through on the Mm -hmm. character, you know, character. Um, so, so one thing about the, um, the gentleman, um, JW, um, Barry is that he's, he's been an Adam McClain, right. Who's been doing, so he's been doing not proportionally well, but been all right. in a lot of stuff. And yes, he was married, uh, to Mary, Go figure, Mary Mary. Uh, she did divorce him, uh, basically, suit, basically I was suit saying that you know differences created differences, uh, and he did um, write the play um, Peter Pan from this family that he spent so much time with and became their legal guardians. As they pointed out in the in the movie and stuff, um, it has been inspired by true events, but. What really what really sunk it in it was the fact that when Barry died, uh a lot of his um you would think that his copyright would have gone to Peter and the family. Unfortunately they did not. They went to a secretary. So it's very interesting on that on that level. And I'll go I'll go into further notes of what else that was this movie here um did get some Academy Awards, but I will uh, see if you have. My thought on this whole movie itself was, it was slow. It was slow. It took a while for everything to kick in. Uh, no one knew her, the mom's illness to the whole movie. We thought it was tuberculosis. We thought it was another TB, <laughs> a TB incident. just so at that time. We're like, oh guys, another tuberculosis person going to die.
1: I and mean, it like- follows the rule so far of every movie we watched.
2: <laughs> in order to
1: be a creative writer, you must die of tuberculosis <laughs> or know someone affected by tuberculosis. Yes.
2: Well, I found out the true story that she died from cancer okay. also. So it must have been lung cancer of some sort. Her, her, her husband died from it and then she died from it. Uh, uh, Sylvia Davies, that's her name was. Uh, she did. She is. They had here four boys. On the real life, she actually had five. So and the and as has been told from the family's account, that the actual Peter Pan character and most of the movie was basically portrayed from Michael and George. It wasn't Peter. Peter just they just took Peter's name. They mostly got the whole effect from Michael and George. That's how they that's how they um arranged all the characters and stuff in this in the um, playwright. Um. Fun. Um, I'll give you a word. I'll give you a fact later. Uh, what do you feel? Do you feel that out of looking at this movie, do you feel more closer to understanding what Peter Pan was about, or do you feel that, it's it is another just another person who wrote a, a wrote a good story that blew up? What do you feel about this? Um, about Barry, or the portrayal of him, from Johnny Depp's point of view? Uh, I think this. Go. Ahead.
1: No, I think this definitely had a very Alice in Wonderland feel to it. You definitely have an author. I can't really speak so much to Lewis Carroll when he wrote Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. But I feel like with Barry, this was very self-serving. I don't deny that he probably loved all of the Davies voice. But clearly, he was going through some kind of writer's block. And in his turn to play with the boys, I think this gave him inspiration. I think he went through what a lot of writers, what a lot of creatives go through. What do I do to battle my current writer's block? And what can I use that provides real substance? He found his substance, and I think it was very self-serving. But, in the end, he chose to honor those boys because he loved them. I mean, For whatever reason he wants to use, at the end of the day, it garnered him the most fame. I don't know if modern, in back in the day, if it garnered him this much fame. But now, Peter Pan is still a pretty well-known fairy tale.
2: Well, it's, it's it's kind of got a, a extra jump because of the uh, Disney taking taking copyrights and then making their own. That's right true. Now. Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, so kind of taking it to another level, which is I think is all I was making fun with um <laughs> making fun with um Auntie Vice about. Better be glad we're not watching Saving Mr. Banks <laughs> with Tom Hanks. Would you prefer that though? I...
0: <laughs> <They're> all slow. <laughs> how,
2: about, how about you, Auntie Wise? Do you feel do you feel like this movie's portrayal of uh, made you more strongly towards the actual Peter Pan? storyline or no no? it didn't
0: change how i felt about it but it was an interesting look at it because the way this portrays it is um the reason peter doesn't want to grow up it's more of a commentary about being forced to grow up too young when your parents die Right. whereas most modern interpretations especially when it comes up in like narrative therapy and that type of stuff is about um Men in their early 20s or 30s who don't want to give up that childlike innocence. Um, and it's usually seen as a delay in development and used to as a metaphor for men who are delayed in their their adult development. And this was much more, uh, the interpretation was much more, it was about kids who were forced to grow up too early because of the death of their parents, which is a very different look at it in the way people use it now. Um, as a metaphor so that was interesting um uh, but yeah i uh didn't change my feelings about peter pan um i mean it's it's okay uh i I have never been a huge fan of the story it's like yeah that's and I, i mean maybe because it's young boys in this fantasy world and that's just not what i relate to um but and never have, um, but yeah, I mean, it was like I said, it was okay, huh. okay.
2: Well, this movie was done by Miramax, so Miramax is under um Disney, so you might think, like, well, then Disney had a little thing involved in this because just like saving, just like saving Mr. Banks, that was about Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where Disney kind of, even though they put it under their Miramax. Um, company, it's still you know Brina Vistas' un- umbrella. So it's just one of those extra stories that Disney wanted to just portray, but put it on a different name. Uh, let's see. Um, let's. You want to do some fun facts first before we do our. Um, yeah. We end off this thing. Okay. Tell me what it was nominated for. Okay, the movies. The, the it was in two thousand in two thousand uh, uh, five. Uh, it was not, oh, 2004, my oh, vote. Oh. No, 2005. 2005, uh, it was nominated for Best Film, Best Actor, Best Costume, Best Art Direction, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Picture, and Best Original Score. Which one do you think it won?
0: Screenplay? No,
2: I feel like it's original score. Original score. It wants original score. Uh, the one who won screenplay during that time was Sideways.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I like and, Sideways. And, yeah. for,
2: and Best Actor was won by um, Jamie Foxx. That was during the Ray moment. He won for Ray. So, yeah. So, it got it got, it got beat out by a few good heavy hitters and stuff. Uh, fun fact. the um, Peter Davies. Uh, grew up. He he grew up. Even though they portrayed him as being somewhat of a grieving about his father and stuff, he actually was kind of not as he was kind of stoop with um very stoic with stoic with um on um, Barry, and he kind of just dealt with the fact this guy is in his life. But he did go off to. um um, be a soldier in the British military. He got up to captain. He actually got a silver cross, and um, he he actually started his own publishing company from from Barry's um fortune because Barry's given some financing him. He actually started his own publishing company. Um, only problem he had his biggest issue and has been his pet peeve ever since his death. He didn't care for Peter Pan. And he didn't like that the fact that his name, Peter, was stuck with Peter Pan all through his life to the point where he actually went on night. in at 63 years old in April 5th, 1960, he actually went down to a subway and then jumped off right on an oncoming train. So was that. So that's the story of Peter Davies. Uh, he did lose his brother George and and also the war too. So yeah, that must have been might have been his extra bidding. But all in all, Peter himself did not survive to Neverland.
0: Anywho. He did grow up. He did grow up.
2: <laughs> he grew up and he became way
1: too depressed, is what I'm hearing. Yeah.
0: Too depressed. <laughs> That's what happens when you leave Neverland. Start dealing with reality and you're like, fuck this shit. But I am just saying, that's, isn't that
2: the worst that's to go It's like, you know what? Did the train come? I know time it comes. Here I At go. At least
0: that's fast.
2: <sighs> mm-hmm.
0: that's fast. Well, I mean, you have to deal with the American medical system. That's much worse. Well, he's in England. He's in British. I know. Yeah, so, well, I don't know. Did they care for anybody with health care
1: during that point yet?
0: I don't know. NHS didn't come up until after World War II. I mean, so mm. just towards the the very early parts of Tell the, end the NHS. Telling yes.
1: the Okay. But it doesn't surprise me he wound up really hating his name being associated with Peter Pan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could see that. I could see how a particular story such as this really would affect his psyche mm-hmm. and him, especially with because I did a little digging up on him, too, because I got curious. He was a very sad and depressed individual. He just did not lighten up after any particular thing. So I could absolutely see how a story about someone who refused to grow up really did irk him the wrong, wrong way. And then now how that name garnered some fame that he himself probably felt like he didn't earn.
2: Mm. They actually did point out in, in the headlines. Peter Pan's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: That, that, I bet if the afterlife is real, I bet his ghost was severely unhappy like, about that. Oh, yeah. He, he probably was rolling in his grave. He was probably rolling in his grave about that one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, but, as things go on, <laughs> it's time for some Snap Judgment, where we rate and review the movie that we are talking about. If this movie... It gets an increments of snaps. If this movie is three snaps, this is prime. It should go on to Neverland and keep on going because it got a Captain Hook on the back of it. <laughs> if it gets two snaps, it wasn't that bad, but it really wasn't that good. If it gets one snap, it should go into the same burial ground and to the suicide spot where Peter jumped and said, "woohoo," and that's where you left. So
1: you're saying you should essentially lose the fairy dust to keep them flying, huh?
2: There was no that uh, that whole thing about the fairy. If you basically clap and say you believe, <laughs> are you like, saying you do not have any belief, Sharon? I, did I didn't clap. I didn't even. I didn't. I, I was waiting for Tinkerella to die. So I take it you were not
1: a fan of Peter Pan either, huh? One snap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do a quarter snap increments. <laughs> we we'll close our eyes, count the three, and give our rating. <laughs> One. Two. Eh, three. Eh, maybe. Really? Uh, it, it, what, it had some awards. It could have gone somewhere.
0: Ah.
1: Well, I'm saying really, it's normally on TV Vice and I are in sync about this shit. But I so, guess this wasn't the worst Disney movie in her opinion, like Mulan 2020. I
0: was wondering when you were going to get around to it, but I'm like, we were so close to the end. Sharon's flat up Disney throughout, and you have not said it.
1: I had to save it. You know, you know what? I will deal with the whimsicalness of this bullshit overall over the fucking seriousness, quote unquote, of Mulan 2020. Disney still fucks shit over. <laughs> Even though it was Miramax who did this movie. But Mulan 2020 can still chuck a, choke on a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was wondering if we're gonna make it to the end without you saying. Anything. Oh no, absolutely! So not. many openings. Hey.
2: <laughs> so 1. 5, 2 and two. I have a five point five snaps.
0: Not bad out of nine. Yeah. Mm. Not bad. Not that good. The D minus. <laughs> really. Uh, mm hmm. <laughs> the D minus.
2: Hey, we've had, we've had worse. We have. (laughs) So it's not, I mean, it could have, anyway, that is our, our show for this one. Social media, Marvin, tell them where they can find you at.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at StarvinMarvin09. Auntie Vice.
0: You can find me at Auntie Vice on most social media, and you can find my podcast "Fat Chicks on Top" on almost all streaming media. So check us out. I could have said that,
2: but that's fine. But you didn't. I was going to. I do have the end. End. (laughs) Yes, once again, that is. You can find me on iambic, i iambic zine i a m b i c z i n e. Check out, check out the dogs. Yes, you can't see that. There's some dogs out there in the back trying to get one on the bed. Doesn't matter. He won't make it. Check out Auntie Vice's Fat Chicks on Top every every Monday. You can and also come back and check out our show. We will have some more guests and some more um, movies to review. And to everyone else, Happy Pride Month. It's a good time. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Yeah, yeah. And to everyone else out there, keep watching these movies because one... Oh, and also, um, if you can, the 21st of June, go watch, go see What's So Funny About Poetry, comedy poetry show over at Stab Comedy Theater in Sacramento at 8 30 $10 entry. Or you can also... Get it on streaming services. Check it out. Alright. Everyone else out there, be safe. Happy Pride. Do your thing. And I salute you. Peace. Peace.